I stood at the open door at the back part of the airplane. I held onto the side of the doorway. I stared down at the desert. To the south I could see the city of Las Vegas. The buildings looked like little Lego blocks. It was 8,000 feet above the ground. That's a mile and a half straight down. It's a long way to fall. Soon I would be throwing myself from the airplane into the mile and a half of empty space. I closed my eyes. The first step is never easy. Some guys carry a lucky rabbit's foot. Not me. How lucky could a rabbit be if someone had been able to get its foot? I opened my eyes again. The driver turned his face toward me. It was not a pretty face. His nose was bent. He had a scar across his chin. What's your name? Jeff Nichols, I said. You done good, he told me. Mr. Scanelli will be pleased. The other guy was just as ugly. He had a cell phone pressed to his head. He walked over to the first guy and gave him the phone. I've told the boss what happened. He wants to talk to you. The driver took the phone. Yes, Mr. Scanelli, he said into the phone. He walked away from us, talking into the telephone. I couldn't hear the rest of what he was saying. I didn't want to. All of this was weird. I liked that. It seemed like she wanted to be a friend, which was fine with me. My apartment is in an area of town where it takes a bunch of winding streets to get to the main road. I noticed a square green car in my rearview mirror. At first it didn't bother me. A few minutes later, it did. Just because it was still following. There wasn't much traffic. It looked like the driver was doing his best to keep one or two cars between us. We reached the main road. I gunned the motorbike. The green car sped up and stayed with me. Are you scared? I asked. I've never been more scared, she said. That's why I snuck out of the house this morning. I have to prove to myself I can still do it. Her eyes were wide as she spoke. You see, my father told me I could never jump again. He's too afraid it might happen again. I can understand how he feels. People who don't jump do get nervous thinking about what we do. Your parachute, I said. The one that tangled on you yesterday? It wasn't an accident. Her mouth opened and she tried to speak, but no words came. The cords were tangled because someone packed it wrong, I said. And your backup parachute didn't open because a ripcord was cut. You don't know who I am. And it's your word against mine, but trust me, I was the guy with the rifle. I've never seen you before. Why would you want to shoot me? Shoot at you. Remember that. If I wanted to shoot you, it would have happened. Spike, I said. Can you go to the files and find an address for me? What's it worth? He asked over the telephone. Well, I didn't know what to say. His answer surprised me. Fifty bucks, he said. Fifty bucks? If you don't want to get it yourself, don't worry about it. If you have time to waste, you can always come out here yourself. I mean, you don't just knock on the gate and expect someone to answer the door. Who are you? A voice said. It sounded like someone was talking through a tin can. I finally saw the speaker behind the leaves of a bush. On the other side of the gate, right beside it was a video camera I'd not noticed earlier. I'm a friend of Sibella Scanelli's. What is your name? The voice asked. Jeff Nichols. Is she expecting you? No, I said. Can you tell her it's important? No answer. Three minutes later, I hit a dead end. I could see where the street ended a hundred yards ahead. I spun my bike around and faced the headlights. For a moment, I stayed where I was. I gunned the motorcycle engine and got ready. I knew what I had to do.